Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gig App Podcast by Para. Yes, if you haven't joined us in a couple weeks, we actually do have a name now. Um, for, I think, over a year, we were just kind of paralyzed or whatever we were doing. Um, but now we do have a name, and it is the audio podcast, too. Um, so thank you for joining us. And if you're watching on the on the rewind or the replay, um, you won't be involved in some of the activities today, but you'll still be able to watch what I am sure is going to be a great conversation. Um, good evening, David. And um, thank you to uh, Chris for joining us. Chris is the uh, CEO and founder of Delivered. Um, thank you for joining us, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, and by the way, thank you for having Ashley fill in too. She did a great job. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah. at first, I, I I feel like she wasn't really sure how it would go. We were backstage and she's just like, well, wait a minute. And I'm like, it's all going to go good. I feel like by the end, she was happy. So we were good. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah. Luckily, she can just uh, like jump right in. So glad it worked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Chris has been generous enough that uh, tonight through the um, through this piece, um, we're going to be doing something that you guys will catch on to almost immediately. Um, so please get involved. Um, please, you'll want to be involved, trust me. Um, but we're just going to kind of start by going through some things and we'll address a couple things that I hit on with, that we hit on with um, uh, Ashley as well, but maybe we can get a little more clarity to it too and looking into the new year. But first things first, um, can you give us a little background on yourself and how you ended up deciding that you wanted to start a, a catering delivery app? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a great, great video on it on my YouTube channel, kind of the history of delivered. We just hit our five year anniversary from 2018. So uh, basically, uh, long story short, jumping a time machine back to 2011. Uh, I was down in Delray Beach, Florida, and I saw a cheesesteak place that that um, had cheesesteaks. And uh, that's not commonplace outside of Philly, especially at the time. So being from the Philly area and like being a bigger guy, I was like, I need to check. I need to investigate this cheesesteak place because when you see it and they're like, oh, it has green onions and this and that. Like, no, meat, cheese, roll, onions. That's it. No green peppers. No, like, no mayo. Um, so I went and they, it was a real Philly cheesesteak. They overnighted their rolls down from the Philly area every day. And there was a little sticker and it said, we deliver with delivery dudes. And I was like, what's, what's delivery dudes? This is pre DoorDash, pre Uber Eats. Grubhub existed, but just for Chinese food and pizza places that already had drivers. So when I went home and I was like, man, like nothing like this really exists. So I, I bought a shoe website. Um, and instead of getting a pair of Nike size 13, I made it so you could get a cheeseburger, uh, cooked medium well. And that was my first business in 2011. It was called food cab and that ran through 2018, but you know, 2012 through 2017 DoorDash Uber Eats, uh, you know, became really, really prevalent in the space. And they actually identified my areas like a hot zone because I primed the market for them. And we were just getting beat left and right with, uh, you know, competition as far as like sign exclusivity with us from the restaurants or like drive on us. We'll guarantee X rate. Like, and I didn't have those deep pockets. I cashed out my 401k for my corporate job, you know, to start this, this app. And uh, so one of the restaurants was like, hey, it's cool that you're bringing me these $25 orders, but I need help getting orders to pharmaceutical reps at lunchtime. 
like I can do that. I don't have to like talk to the customer, pay a credit card fee. Like you just give me an order and I deliver it. And they're like, that's all we do. I was like, perfect. So we started doing that for their one location, became five locations in Philadelphia. And then eventually it was just like the pain of the other business was too much. We closed that down, opened up, delivered, uh, got away from a food centric name, even though we're still very food centric. So we weren't pigeonholed into just that. But uh, so, and then ever since there, we just went from Philly, we opened up in Baltimore, opened up in DC, went to San Fran, and then now 150 markets across the U S and Canada. I guess that was like long story, kind of long at, at the end of the day, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't even aware actually of Canada and I've been checking into things. So where, where are, where are you in Canada? Toronto and Vancouver. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's really all I think that matters in Canada, right? Like I think it's like Toronto, Montreal, well, you ha- Vancouver. We, we have a bunch of people in Montreal. Who, yeah. who who come on the panels and stuff we we know a lot of uh there's some french canadian ones there's i mean it's it's a big market too so i didn't know if montreal was included yeah yeah no yeah that's the next one up and like in the delivery space there's a lot of you know yeah like um like the delivery apps like the doordash and the uber eats of it but like the delivery as a like delivery as a service or the dsp model isn't as prevalent there so it's it's yeah. a decent decent market for us or market how long, has, how long i know for a lot of people probably in the chat like delivered shot it on their radar like in the last year or two but how long has delivered how long has it been going on for uh 2018 we started march of 2018 is when i technically like opened the llc and started billing those those catering clients under a separate separate business model and you know built the new app that was more like pre-scheduled base all the apps that you can you could you know get off the shelf or made for like deliver it and deliver it now so we needed something that was more for the pre-scheduled, you know, the day before, week before um, delivery management. So, so I, I have to real quick ask before we get any farther, what do you have against the letter E? Uh, we put our ease in earnings for our drivers. Yeah. We put our ease in ease of use for our clients. Um, I couldn't afford to buy the ease when I was in a contestant on Jeopardy. There's lots of different things. At the end of the day, it was a Facebook handle, Twitter handle, and website that was available. So. Gotcha. No, I was just I was just curious because I saw the eye, and I've always said to David and I often joke about how to be an app company, you just drop the vowels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Under seven characters and have no have no vowels, though pair is 50 percent vowels. But so, so Chris, uh, this question has come up a couple different times. They asked Ashley this. I don't understand it. But how do you pronounce this thing? <laughs> which thing? Do you see the underneath on the screen? Oh, the uh, Reading Terminal Market. I don't get this one, but people, people ask I'm, Ashley I'm thinking thing. he's thinking that you're seeing reading. Oh yeah, no, Reading. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just a guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I know Josh. What's up, Josh? <laughs> but, we have so many more complicated things in Philly, like the Schuylkill River, Maniunk, Souderton. Like we we our O's are weird. Yeah. Um so we might be jumping around a little bit here, but um I want to specifically first hit on something with Easy Cater, because like easy, so I, I want to try and help some people get some understanding of how some of these work because here's how I see see this, and you can correct me at any time if I'm wrong. DoorDash has the market share of food delivery in the United States. There isn't a question about that. They're struggling in many areas. They are not a catering company, but they decided let's do the LOP. But 
I know people who have taken LOPs and then been told, just keep the food. They canceled. What do you mean? Just keep like, how do you take money from somebody, not cater an event and ever expect them to come back? There are a lot of catering services opening up. And I feel like they're doing that because DoorDash LOP is not catering. It's, I mean, most people don't even have the correct amount of bags or things that would be required to do big catering jobs. And they'd get somewhere. I've seen them show up and they've got like one DoorDash bag. And I see their order and it's like three, four catering bags worth. And I'm like, what are you doing? And like that, sometimes I've even seen people just walk back out. But so I guess part of my question is, so with Easy Cater, I know that they, we talked about this with Ashley a little bit, but I know that they, you know, they get orders to Paraworks. They get them to you. They get to all these different ways to get them out. But I have seen them double up before. Like I've been in there to pick up a Paraworks easy cater at a place and then somebody else comes in from a different app and is picking up the same order are you aware with that problem and why easy cater doesn't just get it to one person yeah i mean we've seen the problem and it could be typically a technology failure on one of the partners like and we're no different right like we hope our tech works all the time and we work hard to make sure our tech works all the time like david you get it right like when it works great, it's awesome. But uh, like, so sometimes we'll get an order and maybe our API doesn't send like an order confirmation that we accepted the order. So uh, a client like Easy Cater could see like, oh, Deliver didn't accept it. Let me send it to ParaWorks because we need to get it placed. And, you know, they're handling thousands upon thousands of orders a day. So there's no time to sit and like, let me call Delivered and ask Chris if they acknowledge this order, like they're trusting, you know, the technology. And then it ends up where it was accepted by us, or at least we thought it was, we assign a driver, driver accepts, and then they send it to another delivery fleet like Para or DoorDash Drive. And then now you have drivers doubling up. We've also seen sometimes we'll send it to a driver. They think they accept it in the driver app, but they don't. And then they just see the text message with the info. They go to pick it up and they're like, oh, there's a you know a duplicate driver. Um, or the third scenario, which is also common Steve, you walk into the restaurant. You're like, hey, I'm here for order ABC123. Then David walks in. I'm here for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then they give each other the opposite order. And they're like, someone already took that order, right? Yeah, I've seen, the, I've seen those kind of things. But I've literally been in the location when two, when I'm there waiting. And, they, and, and I've even taught, like, I'm going to use BJ's here for a second. I think it's nationwide. So everybody can relate to BJ's Brewhouse. I've been in there and it's a and it's and it was a decent sized pair of works catering. It was going to take three full catering bags. Had them ready to go. I had two in there. I had to go back to the car to get my third, brought it back in because he told me this is the order. He showed it to me and on paper, not just through the app. And then I was like, okay. So I went and got everything, brought it back in. And then somebody else came in and they had like a DoorDash bag, didn't speak English, and they and they just were pushing the phone in the face. That what every by the way, people don't do that. People hate it. Don't shove your phone in somebody's face. But they were doing that and they're like, yeah, I'm here for this. And and the only reason I knew was because the lady who was helping me had said, no, he's taking that. I don't know. And she was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I would most likely say probably like a tech tech failure somewhere along the way. I know like our uh, like our API sometimes if the we get an update, like a, the order comes in and then it updates within the same minute like it might not trigger the notification, you know? So I'd say in that sense, more likely a tech, a tech failure than anything. Uh, or I, I think like, with us, it gets a little bit more complicated because we are, we actually aren't also, we're 
when you get an order on Pairworks, are actually sort of connecting you to a local courier company too. So if you think about that, it's sort of like easy cater to local courier company to us, basically. Right. So like we don't even get sort of a directly ping such as y'all or like uh, DoorDash Drive or anything like that, basically. So it's just, I do think to some extent, sometimes the wires between everybody gets crossed. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think there too, like if it's going to that local provider, they, they accept, they didn't accept it until they placed the driver. And then by time it was like locked in with para, then they, they got locked in on their side. Easy cater might've been like, there's no driver. I see no driver assigned to this we got to send it to DoorDash, you know, for rescue. So who, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was, I was just curious because I know that that kind of, I don't want to see these catering apps get messed with because DoorDash is trash. I mean, look, you're, you're not going to get somebody who just truly doesn't believe in DoorDash. I just don't. I think that their model, everything about them is always been from day one strange. That's why when David started Para. And he was autonomy.jobs before that. And I had already met him. That's why I was on board from the beginning because I knew something this this stuff had to change. I've been in a true IC traditional going way back, doing laser production shows, things like that. So I know what that entails. And I know that the industry calling people independent contractors is really not a defined definition of an independent contractor. And therefore that's it's being abused. And I don't want to see that kind of abuse starting to level out. I feel like there should be some mechanism in there that says no that was taken by this and no you can't have that on this app um i don't know if it's a communication between the apps or what it would be i just think that i've seen it happen too much and i've talked to some people too where i know i do know what happens and it's not a delivered thing it's just i see people during the catering thing come in who knows what they're coming from i mean here we got cartwheel we got this we got that and like i had an easy cater that was through paraworks and then it ended up being King Courier Services, and they contacted me and told me to download the Cartwheel app. And then, was, and then they're like sending me Cartwheel orders that night, and I I just ended up turning it off because they were coming through on the banners, and I was home for the day. And they said, I they literally texted me and said, um, "Can you take this order?" Or it said you've been assigned to this order. I touched it; <laughs> it still was available. I was like, "Dude, okay, good. I wasn't assigned." And I went back, and then they texted me can you please in all caps take this order? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even know that kind of thing existed. I mean, usually we're complaining about not having people, but this was a person like going, dude, come on, man. <laughs> and this is uh, this is the uh, inside baseball. Cause like, it's, it's one of the RMDA partners. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, um. So then let's let's roll through a couple of what I think might be. And you guys, if you're having questions, please, uh, please put them in the uh, comments. Um, we're happy to share them. In fact, we want them. So please put them in there if you have true delivered questions. I saw Gary Middleton making a joke that it was about him. It was not. I said, just keep them professional. Don't don't get don't get lippy. <laughs> um, but so uh, when the. I don't want to say batch orders because they're not batch orders, but when batches of orders release into a, any given market, what determines the way that they'll be rolled out? And I, by that, I mean, like, is it low price, the lowest price ones to the highest price ones? No. So there's no real rhyme or reason as far as like the value of the order. So we don't start with like the, the bad orders or the, the better orders first. So uh, we have an AI program, Frederick. Frederick 
takes the orders and matches them with drivers. So it's not just about like sending an order because you're the closest person to, you know, to that order. So as a driver on boards, they can send in pictures of their bags. As they hit certain tiers, they get bags, they can buy more bags. Uh, the more bags you have, the vehicle size you have, all these things go into building like a profile. And then those profiles are used to match drivers with orders. Um, so Frederick goes through and starts doing that. So um, we have our top 10% of drivers, the Emerald Elite, they get access to orders before the general driver population. Um, same thing, just put a video out on my YouTube channel. It has like what the Emerald Elite is and how you qualify for it and such. Um, and so Frederick will start offering them orders first. Emerald Elite uh, have the ability to get more orders than a non-Emerald driver uh, in an, any given day. And they also get shots at the higher earning value orders first. That's not to say they get assigned first in that sense, because a higher earning value order could come in later than the system started going. Um, so Frederick starts making those matches and offering those jobs out. And then you'll see towards the end of the night, the less desirable orders, maybe something that had a lower earning and going a little bit further, they're getting kicked around a lot. So you'll start to see those later in the day, just because they were sent, people didn't answer, uh, or they were sent and the person declined, like waiting for that bigger order. So you see a lot of the more of those hanging out and those end up mostly on our, on our open board. And then I've seen some stuff where people are like, oh, it's only the bad orders on the open board. It's like, well, the, that's because the other people swoop up the, you know, the good orders ahead of time. But uh, so. we have like two comments here about the opportunity board that I was going to sort of put up. But should we start, uh, you know, card number one over here? Uh, well, there's no numbers. Uh, or, uh, you're not supposed to. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So our, our Chris, do we have to do giveaway? Giveaway number one for a comment here. I'm ready to go and you're ready to go on it. This is, I'm just here. I'm here for the show. So we have sort of a, okay, all my orders come directly to my phone to the delivered app. I've only grabbed three orders from the board since it's launched. And Gary, they don't accept it in their app because it isn't going to the app. It is all going to the opportunity dashboard. So I guess a little bit with that, can you just tell us, uh, explain more about the opportunity dashboard to people? Yeah, the opportunity dashboard is just a way to see orders in your market that are available and have been unclaimed. It starts later in the evening because we don't want to be text messaging people at, you know, 1 a.m. Like, hey, an order's available. But you might work in the restaurant industry and you don't get off till midnight because that's the shift that you work and you missed getting all the text messages sent to you because you were busy, you know, waiting tables or cooking food. Uh, so what it is, you go into the open order board, you say you're interested and if you're the first one that says you're interested, the open order board sends the order to your delivered app and then you accept it in there. Uh, if you say you're interested and a couple other people have said you're interested ahead of time, they get two minutes for it to be sent to their app and for them to accept it. So one of the biggest questions is like, uh, how do I get more orders or statements like delivered never sends me any orders. And a lot of times what we find out is we are sending orders. They're just, you know, 20 or 23, 25 bucks and people don't want that order, but they have it. So here's a way, if you're not getting orders or you don't think the orders are there, go into this board, check them out. And if it works for you, say you're interested and get it set right into your app. That's awesome. What about people who like say that the only thing they see is the opportunity board? What can they do to get better, to get better orders? 
Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is start claiming some jobs from that opportunity board because we can't build a profile if you're not, you know, you're not taking those orders. The other thing is a lot of people let orders, we'll send them and in the text message, it'll say you have five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever that time is to respond. Not responding is the worst thing you can do because the system starts to deprioritize you. You can accept or decline whatever you want. If the order is not right for you, decline it. You are not rated on accepting or declining. So to be clear, there is no acceptance rate. No, there's a response rate. Yes. And okay. the response rate is just clicking accept or decline. Because if you think about it, if we send an average order, it gives 10 minutes to wait, right? If we send you an order every day and it waits 10 minutes, that's 10 minutes that our system and API call, Google Maps ping, and time placing that order. So if we're sending you 10 orders and you're only responding to two of them, you have a a 20% response rate, you're going to drop in, in Frederick's algorithm. Like we're not going to try that driver because they're in essence, wasting time. Fair no, enough. that makes a, a lot of sense. Uh, so we have our sort of first like question question here. So uh, we'll read sort of this question over and then we'll sort of uh, flip the first, flip the first card basically. So uh, Chris, do you want to introduce to people how this is going to work? Or yeah, no, I'm super excited. It kind of lines up, you know, the holidays are the holidays are coming. And when, uh, you know, when Steve and David invited me to chat and schedule the live stream, I was like, I want to do something different. Right. So we have uh, we have some gifts to kind of give away for the questions. So you notice, like when a question comes in, David will put it at the bottom of the screen there. And uh, I guess after we address that question, I'm going to ask Dave to uh, pick a number between one and ten. And I have some. um cards. I don't know. Draw a little brain uh, brain blank there. I have some cards with numbers on them and the prizes on the back and we'll randomly choose some prizes for some people as we on um, random questions that are asked. So super hyped for it. Okay. So the first one I think is pretty straightforward, but is uh, let's play DoorDash. So is there a way for someone with a W2 to sign up for more night and weekend deliveries? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can sign up for nights and weekends. Right now, you'll get job offers during the day. We do have a new driver portal releasing in the beginning of next year where you can specify what your availability is to help Frederick optimize when to send you jobs. 80% of our volume is Monday through Friday during lunchtime. We do get some nights and we do get some weekend orders, but a lot of that gets snatched up really fast because the volume's you know a lot lower. But um, we have different opportunities as well outside of the catering world. We have some meal prep routes that run on Sundays and you can make some good stuff there. We're doing that in like in about 20 markets across the U.S. So there's different there's different uh, earning opportunities available on those nights and weekends, just not as many. Perfect. OK, so we're going to pick. I'm going to I'm going to say one more thing yeah. quick because somebody was asking. So if you guys are in the ride, we. If you guys know how we do this, every week we stream on Para and on my channel. And then as soon as it's over, my channel goes private. It's to bring as many people as we can in. Um, but then I tell you to come watch it on Para. So please come over to the Para chat. Um, you, you, you'll, we'll pull your question regardless, but um, just come into the Para chat and uh, let's see if we can't get this all into here. Okay, let's see what we get for. Let's play DoorDash. So Chris, let's pull a uh, number nine. Number, number nine. nine. So we got card number nine. This is a good one. It's a Salaxy, a Salaxy, Samsung Galaxy A7 tablet, a Wi-Fi tablet. Nice. Jesus. 
It's like hey, Christmas and Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, we'll just they'll, you'll get their contact information, and then we can we'll go like we'll figure that part out. Hey, there you mm-hmm. go. Let's play DoorDash. Hell yeah! Just make sure you uh, ch- uh, send Steve your email, and we'll make sure that. Yeah, I, I got Joe's contact info, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to make sure I'm I'll go back through and make sure that I got all these. But we got Joe down, so. Like really. that's why we said to be here you guys i mean on top of the interview like that was just added today i gotta admit like i i missed some i missed that email until this morning and he sent it out a couple days ago but i'm kind of glad so i kind of threw out a community post and said it because i wanted it more to be about our conversation but it's nice that uh chris offered to do that for us here today cool let's do sort of two more questions and then we can probably get through you know go back to sort of the regular programming uh, and then we can make some more. So we have sort of a Ellen here. So I had someone call me from Delivered Support. They wanted me to take an order. I told her I wasn't interested. And ever since then, I haven't gotten one offer since on the app. I felt like it was a test. Uh, do you have sort of insight on how, how that works, Chris? Uh, it seems oddly specific to a scenario. They, uh, I mean, if you, they might have misconstrued, I'm not interested. We do get a lot of drivers that sign up. And then once they find out that they're not going to get 10 orders a day or the orders aren't, you know, within one mile of pickup. They're like, I don't want to be on your app anymore. So maybe someone on the ops team there had uh, misconstrued. I don't want this order to, I don't want to be on the platform. Um, But what I can do is if uh, email drive, D-R-I-V-E at delivered.io and say you were on this live stream and I'll uh, I'll get that email flagged and I'll look into it personally. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we'll also get the email for following up with the price here. So I guess right. Steve, you got to pick a number. So we had nine just now. What, what number are you picking? Five. All Five. right. Okay. <laughs> what did good for you, Alan? Now Let's I kind of want to get like Ellen a, in Henderson, Nevada. Let's go. I want to get like a bingo machine <laughs> and I can like spin it and like, you know, spin yeah, the ball out awesome. on there or something. <laughs> so card number five, let me, I got to do it in front of my virtual background mm-hmm. is a $25 Amazon gift card. There you go. It's like Oprah in here. <laughs> that was gonna be uh, like you know one of my things. Like you, like you get a, you get this, and you get that. Yeah. Everybody, check under your chairs right now. It's virtual, but we put something under everybody's car seat. So this is something I've heard quite a bit, and I I only take things, I only take things that you know. Here, David and I have always been about transparency. At least that's like where our centrifuge is. We branch out into all kinds of things from there, but. Transparency is huge. Um, so there's been a lot of people telling me that, you know, well, until you have 10, you're not going to get. And I did curry when they started and it was really hard to get orders. And now I am the third most um, under sprinter vans and cargo vans, just normal vehicles. I'm the third most curry delivered person in the country. So yeah, I have a lot of curries under my belt. I know how to work the system, but is there anything to the fact that you're not seeing things because you're in your first 10 is, I mean, because listen, if it's in the, if it's in the documentation and it tells people this, I got to say, if it's transparent guys, it is what it is. That's how I feel anyway, because these catering apps have been screwed up by DoorDash. Let's, I'm going to just say this point of fact, if not DoorDash, others, maybe some people are blindly coming and finding these other apps first, but I would highly doubt it because 
DoorDash would be the one you'd go to because it's a it's a nationwide name. So they've been screwed over. So it's very important that the drivers who are taking these orders are taking them very responsibly because it's not just a McDonald's order. These can be sixteen hundred, three thousand dollar orders of food. So I just want to shine some honest light on this because I don't think there's anything to hide about it. I just think that people should know that yeah, you got sometimes you got to pay your dues a little, even in the gig economy. Yeah, no, you're 100% spot on. In the onboarding video, it talks about having to take orders, you know, to to build that relationship, right? And to build that trust. And you're right, it's not this isn't a $12 hamburger meal that if it gets lost to the customer, okay, cool, we have to comp 12 bucks. Like when an order gets messed up, dropped, not delivered, delivered to the wrong location, delivered really early, which is bad, or delivered late, which is also bad, that costs us a lot of money. We're making a few bucks on each one of these orders, right? Drivers make a lot more than we do. We just do it on a bigger scale, right? We do it thousands of times a day uh, at a few bucks a time, and that you know that adds up real fast. But when we have to comp a $1,200, $1,500 order because the driver said that they're the best driver, we don't have to worry about them. They got all these bags and they don't, or they use the app wrong, or they go, you know, any litany of problems that can occur, um, we, we're stuck holding the, you know, the bag on that. So we're very clear up front that you need to, you know, take the orders for your first order. You're only going to get or your first three orders. I think you only get offered like one per day. We're not going to stack you up and then a driver doesn't show up on us. Like, and these aren't things that we just arbitrarily made up. These things came into existence because they happened in the past. So um, the one thing too, like transparency is one of our cornerstones and one of my personal things, like, going back to kind of the opening, like gig workers and like people use the gig work as a way to kind of like, you know, use and abuse a workforce. And that's not cool. That's why we share the earnings ahead of time. We show where you're going, you know, all these things. I don't want to not give people big orders up front. I don't want to not give people multiple orders day one. That would help us solve a lot of logistical problems. But We've just been burned so many times in the past that these are some of the safeguards we have in place to protect our clients and their customers. I was going to add to that, too, that the other solution to that is complete oversaturation by 10, which I hope to God nobody watching this wants that because we've all experienced oversaturation. That is the worst thing that can happen. Um, Yeah, And for us, like speaking of oversaturation, we have more markets that we are not recruiting in then we are recruiting in 60% of our, like our applicant tracking system, what we built to bring on contractors into markets, 60% of those markets are currently turned off because we don't want oversaturation. I remember, yes. you know, when Lyft was fighting Uber. It was like, no, we just need more drivers. And then it, you know, the fares, the, the price went down, the volume went down and then it just created like a negative turn. So we we don't want that. I don't want that, right? Because people I, don't want to hear this from me either. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a fan of waiting lists, especially these days. Your your time will come, but why would you want to be on an app where you're not going to get any orders? And why would you want to be on an app where anybody could just get in because then you're going to get into the stream and then somebody else is there? Like I know everybody wants it and they want it now, but let's you know let's make sure it's fair. So once you do get on the app, you know you're not going to get you know jammed up with no orders. Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, we've got uh, one more here from Rideshare Lisa. Uh, so Rideshare Lisa goes, Chris, 
I'm confused only because I've been on delivered for a year and I'm only at 38 orders. I get most of my orders on the the board. So um, I have 192 yeah. with deliver that and the 38 with delivered. I check the board every 10 minutes. So Lisa is in Syracuse, New York. Um, I know delivered that has a much stronger presence in Syracuse than delivered. And yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, if you're only getting, if you're looking on the open board, Lisa, that's just where those, those orders are probably not matching to you for distance, but Syracuse isn't a, like a really large market and our partners are, you know, probably rating a different delivery provider with more orders there. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, let's might as well clear up that confusion too. So like, as I had it explained to me, I'm good friends with UDM. We've talked about all this kind of stuff before and other people too. And Tim Gilgawise has told me too. And I know this too, cause I'm in Denver and it's in my market now. So Tony, the driven dad's in here, you know, we've got delivered, but it comes to my phone as an offer. A lot of people are claiming that doesn't happen. And the only thing that I got out of Tim, who sometimes he was, I was talking to Tim today. And the only thing I got out of Tim was that he was thinking that, well, maybe that market just isn't that strong and delivered yet. And the Emerald people are getting them because there's the Emerald status, right? This is at the top 10%. Yeah. So like if you're, if there's barely any orders coming through and it just hasn't grown out in that market yet. Yeah. Probably those top people are grabbing them. I mean, I got to say, I'm going to bring it back to Curry. When I started with Curry, I would see one to three offers in a week. And until I had a driver score, which takes five um, deliveries, you're missing one third of the equation. So first it's how close are you to the pickup? Second, it's what size vehicle do you have? And the third metric is what is your driver score? So until you have five under you, you don't have a driver score. So the best you can do is a 66%. So anybody else bids that job, they got it. You're just going to have to keep bidding until you get five... The way I look at it, and I've all, if anybody here knows this, that I say this all the time, just take the first five you can. Just grab them. Just grab them and do them. Prove that you do this, and then watch. And everybody that does it then tells me, yep, you're right. Yeah, and that's – I was on Cars and Cribs. I did an interview with him on his on his YouTube channel, and it was how do I get more? It's, you know, take, like stop. A, respond, accept or decline, but, you know, take those orders. Get that baseline. Build – you know, a quote unquote relationship with the technology and, you know, show up on time and like, yeah, $20 orders aren't, you know, aren't the best. Right. But that's what gets you to the $200 orders or the $100 orders or the $50 orders, like the ones, you know, the ones that you want. We can't just always give, you know, the good orders, the high earning orders to one person all the time. Like they need, it needs to spread out. Right. Like, how would you feel if somebody else was always getting those, you know, those good orders? So we try and, you know, make sure that it's not just, you know, one person that's always getting something or like one group of people that are always getting something. Sure. Plus, I mean, from what I know too, is like y'all are growing like crazy, right? So if it's slow in a market right now, just wait, right? It's coming. Like my impression is y'all are, y'all are really expanding. Yeah. We have a lot of new integrations. We announced our integration with Easy Caters MSI. They're, restaurant management, like first party ordering for catering. Uh, we've integrated with Cartwheel. They work with some bigger brands. Uh, we have some good RFPs out. And I think like 
We have 12 integrations that are just like pending currently that we're just waiting for our integrations team to get through. So there's more and more stuff coming. Another piece too, like circling to Denver, if all those orders are downtown, like the 16th Street Mall, and you live 30 minutes outside of Denver, the system's going to match. They have so many drivers between downtown and you to match with. Uh, And that's one flaw that we're kind of well aware of. Like drivers deliver downtown, but they live outside Uh, So with our new driver portal, drivers will be able to, instead of relying on their current GPS location or their last known GPS location, they'll be able to draw a map and say, like, I want to deliver downtown. And that'll help with, like, you know, more appropriate matching of orders. Yep. Um, Should we do the draw for Lisa? Yeah, I was going to say, do we need a a number? number If we can't get her numbers or we can't get her orders, let's at least get her a prize, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, Lisa. Number two. Let's get our number two. <laughs> number two is a JBL Bluetooth speaker. There you go. Uh, I got one of those. Look nice. I think it's waterproof as well. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know if there's any lakes in Syracuse. You do a lake day or river day or something, you know, you got a waterproof JBL for it. Yeah. Feel free to re-gift these things too. You go to like a holiday party somewhere, you got to do that that you know, blind elephant or whatever it is. Perfect. <laughs> I had a friend growing up whose mom was the worst. Uh, so he would have a birthday party and her rule was you're allowed to keep two presents and everything else goes in the regifting pile. So <laughs> I remember his whole life, she was like, you unwrap them all, you pick two and everything else gets regifted. And I was like, why wouldn't you just fun? open two and just push the rest back so you aren't even tempted? I guess she gave him the idea. She wanted to be extra cruel, I guess, right? right? Preparing for, you know, the cruelty of adulthood, I guess. Yeah. She's like, we do a 90% tax rate over here or something. <laughs> but, right. uh, she's like, oh, thank you, guys. Okay, so we got another one here. I think this one's in a different vein, so I think it'd be interesting, and I'd love to learn more here, but sort of Zach drives fast. So what made you want to move in the opposite direction from most gig apps, i.e. acceptance rate, et cetera? And I think, you know, for me, sort of tacking on to that, Chris, is I've always, you know, I've known you for a little bit of time now here, and I've always thought that you've, the way you've approached things is very driver first. You do the right things. You've always sort of been that way. Like, why are you this way, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, uh, so there's, there's a couple of things. One, I, I went against it. One, like having a uh, actual, like, um, risk, like, well, having an accept rate, like, kind of almost implies a little bit of like a W-2 status, an employee status, right? So legally, it's like kind of a little bit of a gray area to, to go with that versus like a response rate. Um, but it, that also came from when I was doing, when I was building FoodCap, I was the driver, right? That's how it started. I was, I was the one working seven days a week, 12 hours a day, driving around. And I, when I think about like the policies or programs or how we do things for the driver, I, I think of like me, right? Like, what would I have, what would I have wanted? Like, how would I want to do it? Cause there were times it's like, this order isn't the right order. I, I wish I could decline it. And like, I couldn't because I was the only driver, right. It was my business, but like, I would rather a driver decline it and not take it because they feel they have to, or their account's going to get deactivated or their score is going to be bad. Um, but it ultimately, like you said, David, it's like, it was just like the right thing to do right especially in the pre like the pre-scheduled nature i don't want someone to be like i have a dentist appointment it should be done by 10 30 if everything works out exactly right i can be to that pickup at 11 and then it runs late and then it's just a bad experience for everybody uh so i just 
just respond if you don't want it. And that's good enough for me. That's, that's all I can ask is, and it's, you know, communication, as long as you're communicating, then we're good. And that ties into this accept rate versus response rate thing. Hey, so before, before you go to, to Zach's question, will you hit that Josh one too above it, David? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll just follow, follow up with Zachary. So it's a nice change of pace. Okay. It's great to see an app do it right. Tony and Dara need to watch this. <laughs> so I guess uh, let's do the drawing for Zach quickly. And then I see the Josh one right here. So Steve, it's up to you to pick a number. So we what, had what, nine, what, five, and two so far. So nine, five, and two. Um, I am keeping track too, in case we forget at some point. Uh, one. One. Okay. Zach, you're one. Let's see. Card one is another $25 Amazon gift card. Hey, there you go. I wonder what Zach's exact. What are you going to get? What are you going to get? With your Something card? for his son. Hey, that's, oh, that's awesome. Christmas is coming up. He's got to. <laughs> um, so the delivery status Emerald, um, there are changes coming in 2024, right? Yeah. You watched my video. That's great. So can we talk about what those might be and how that might look? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing like full transparency, right? Nothing fully set in stone and what the tiers will be. There will be three total tiers. Um, so we have Emerald Elite, um, and then there will be two lower ones. And they'll tie into different things as far as availability for orders, um, what time you can get them, access to the open order board at different times. Um, and we're looking to make more of the open order board just like open in general too. Like it'll be variable by market as opposed to a set time based upon how many drivers were eligible for that order or match that order versus when it stopped getting assigned and then it'll show up in that board. So different tiers of drivers will have access to the open order board at different times. Order assignment will start at different times for the different tiers. And then just some like different intangible things as well. Some like swag. So like when you hit a certain tier, you'll get a shirt. Uh, we give out like the lanyards and the parking tags, like you'll get a customized version of those. Um, Emerald Elite will start to get like a dedicated account person right now. If you have a problem, you go into like the general queue for our driver engagement team. You'll have one person with a direct line and a direct email. They'll kind of be like your concierge. So uh, some good stuff there that, uh, that allows partners to make more money. Uh, and but get a little bit better of a service because they've put that time in and, you know, and they've been there. We don't want it to be like a little league where everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. But we realize that it's such like a small percentage are, are achieving the Emerald Elite, which is great for them. And like that will still be like the top tier and have the best benefits. But there's a lot of people that aren't hitting that Emerald Elite that are putting a lot of work in day in and day out. Um, and we might do like, you can get Emerald Elite, that's like once a quarter, the second tier we evaluate like every two quarters, you know, something like that. So we'll have we'll have some more on that come come January. So the timing of that fell perfect with the what I was saying about the, here, let me see if I can scroll up because I think we lost it here a second ago, but the- you want Josh, Josh's comment? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh no, that was, it was a different one. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, here it is. So I want to, I'll, I'll let you address this, but my guess, I'm just guessing here, is that, again, it's not acceptance rate. It's just showing that you do or you don't want it. And it's, again, it's not 
all apps are a little bit different, especially the smaller apps. And if as long as they're being transparent, they're being honest, they're showing you things, then just follow how they want this done. I mean, it's not brain surgery. I mean, it's like if they, you know, if all you need to do is just say decline, big deal. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I can unequivocally say that that is a false statement. And I don't know any way to really like prove it other than I would completely guarantee with no hesitation that the system has no way of grading a driver if they do not accept orders. If you don't accept any orders, no, you're not going to get a good order. If you haven't accepted 10 orders, you're not going to get a good order. Um, but that's not like if you are above that threshold and you're tagged for the bigger orders, then you're going to get accepted because that's the way the logic works. When a new driver comes onto the system, we have tags. You're tagged new. That new tag falls off once you complete uh, five orders and then you're moved uh, not to new. Uh, and then when you get your bags or if you already have bags, you're tagged for bag. And then as you get more bags or do more orders, those tags become bigger. You can get tagged large, extra large, double XL, triple XL, jumbo. Uh, you can get tagged. Uh, once you hit certain 10 orders, you get tagged direct. So you can take orders with clients that have direct. We have one client in the New York Metro, their average earnings 112 bucks. They only give us 20 orders a week, but that, their average earning is $112. So when you get that after that 10th order, you get tagged for those opportunities as well. But there is no logic that says Josh declined the last two orders, only send him bad orders from now on. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I look at it, it's when you take away this stuff, because I don't see it as AR. I don't see it as, as AR at all. But when you take away these, you're just going to end up with another DoorDash and another Uber. I mean, it, those problems will stack incredibly fast if you start moving away from having some kind of Hey, do you know how to cater or did you just deliver DoorDash in your pajamas for a while and then quit? Because there's a big difference. You know, you might be doing setup. You might be bringing it into professional buildings. You might be, and there's not a dress code, but at the same time, like I take a dress code on myself. I know whatever. I mean, if the other people don't, that's your call, but I do. I mean, I don't need to wear a, a suit and tie every day, but I make sure my clothes are clean. I'm not wearing ripped jeans and things like, cause I do enter professional buildings. I do enter B2B doing curry stuff. So it's 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 really like, you know, I see it like, hey, do you want to work on the over the oversaturated times 3000 apps or do you want to expand your your way of earning a little bit? And you might have to go by some different conformity on these apps. I mean, it's just it, it can't be a free for all. We all say flex time. We all say we like to work when we want, but it can't just be a free for all. Right. I want all the good orders. Well, so does everybody. Right. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Everybody, everybody just wants the big earners. Everybody just wants the good orders. And like, and it seems a lot of people think we're like hiding them or something like send me an order. You haven't sent me an order. Like if I had it, I would send it. People don't order directly from us. We work for other, other businesses. Right. So if they don't send us orders, we don't, we don't have them. Right. Customers don't order from us. So we can't influence the tip and say, we require a 10% minimum or like auto recommend a tip as they're checking out. That's up to the clients and how their websites are built or how they interact with their customers. So like a lot of times, and it sucks, like when you see that order that comes through at like 20 bucks and you see a small tip on it, that most likely came out of our pocket or our partner's pocket helped subsidize it. Like 
some customers don't tip. They don't, you know, they don't have the budget or whatever. And I mean, I don't, that's a whole nother conversation. Like if you can't yeah, tip, you say, on delivery, some of these, but we make sure that every order has some kind of tip on it. But that's why if the order's not right for you, decline it. But just know that like, we don't care, but you need to hit that 10 order threshold. You need, you know, you need to stay active. If you don't take orders for over 30 days and you don't like, you're not, you're not active on the system, then your account might get deactivated and you can always get it reactivated. But again, it all ties to time, right? Like if you're not, you know, you're not responding to orders, you're not active on the platform. Why are we going to keep having Frederick send orders that way? So, yeah. That makes sense. Should we? Get I mean, and, and everybody, every single gig worker that's in these chats right now knows gig workers who don't hustle. We we complain about them. They don't hustle. They unassign all the time. They're just causing problems. They're they're not, they're projecting things wrong. They're making bad ends with the restaurants because they're in there shoving their phone in their face, like whatever it might be. We've seen these behaviors. So I mean, if you're shocked that in the catering space when you're taking fifteen, three thousand, four thousand dollars worth of food. That there's a little bit of hey, let's make sure you know what you're doing. That shouldn't be shocking. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, yeah, and like with I, that comes the expectation of like setting up the order. It's not just dropping it at the front door. Like take it out, put it in a manner that looks nice. You know, take the good picture. Like, like we don't we don't like uh, we get tickets for bad pictures, but soon that's going to be automated. So if you're a driver and you are always sending in bad pictures, then like of the door, your steering wheel, the trunk, like the pictures need to be of the food. Uh, it's we're we're at a point like we need to do that because it is a premium pay. So like a little bit of a little extra needs to be there. And we get a lot of drivers like you, Steve, that are like, I dress nice, like and nice is like jeans and a shirt, right? Like no rigid, yeah. jeans, no flip flops, like no profanity on the shirt or whatever. But we'll have some drivers that do. And then most of the ways we find out is another driver sees them and is, you know, sends an email in like, you know, I don't want to be a snitch, but, you know, and that's that's how we know, because being in 150 markets, we don't know unless a, unless a restaurant tells us. So, right. We yeah, I mean, like, this is I think this is a good example right here of, of kind of what we're talking about is that like so gig wise, Tim in St. Louis, he took a fifty eight hundred dollar deliver catering order. You're not going to give that to somebody's first order. <laughs> I mean, that just if that doesn't make sense to people, I'm, I'm not sure how else to put it. <laughs> I mean, if you just are getting on the app and you're like, why didn't I get that? Well, they don't know you. They're not going to give you six grand worth of food and go, here you go. Right. Going yeah, back to sort of Josh, should we pull up a number? So I know we've been sort of talking on Josh's, talking on Josh's comment for a second here. So let's, uh, let's pull number 10. Let's pull number 10 for Josh. All right. Number 10. That's good for anybody in the gig world, a $25 Sunoco gift card. There you go. As long as you have a Sunoco. Yeah, if you, and if Josh <laughs> have a Sunoco in your area, let us know what you do. And Josh you know. is Philly. I think he should. Ah, there's Sunocos in Philly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's awesome. I got a good one here actually, which is sort of a, you know, Chris as the CEO of Delivered. What has been your biggest challenge? <laughs> yeah, it depend depends on the day. Uh, I will tell you the biggest challenge overall was as we were growing and scaling. So we pay drivers next day, right? So whatever order you deliver today, you get paid tomorrow. Uh, starting a business costs a lot of money, right? Like we didn't get funding. Uh, my first business, like I said, I started it by cashing out my 401k of my corporate job. 
And uh, so we're ramping up and we're opening in more markets. I think it's probably around the time we were in like 10 markets for Easy Cater. It's pre-pandemic. We're probably 2019. And I have to pay these drivers every day. We're using Stripe to do the payments. It was before every existed. And I was using, I was charging my personal credit cards with my Stripe account to load my Stripe balance to pay drivers. And then I was waiting anywhere from two weeks to four weeks to uh, maybe six weeks, I guess, to get reimbursed from clients. And these are catering orders. I'm not paying. It wasn't like seven bucks an order. You know, driver gets a $50 tip and a $15 basis on it where I'm paying 65 bucks and I'm waiting to get paid 75 bucks or 70 bucks in six weeks. So I'm maxing out. I'm signing up for credit cards, $3,000 limit here, $10,000 limit there. I'm using my Amex. And I am maxing my cards out every every 10 days. My credit score is plummeting like 110 points. I can't get a loan or uh, you know, a line of credit from a bank because I have no cash flow because I'm constantly paying my card, my card off. Um, my credit cards won't give me more money because I'm racking my balance up all the time and my credit score is, you know, in the crapper. So that was uh that was probably my biggest challenge was was getting through that. And it was a lot of like just shuffling money around, not paying my mortgage, not taking a paycheck. Like, um, so, you know, it was a lot there. Then luckily I ended up connecting with every and a part of their program is extending a line of credit for the payments. And I mean, I was struggling at that point to pay drivers like $40,000 a month. Right. But I was racking, I was racking my card up and, you know, building the business. And not only that, like buying things for the company on those cards, and now, I mean, we process millions of dollars a month out to drivers. Um, luckily, I don't have to rack my credit card up anymore. I was just going to say, hopefully he's not uh, putting all that and do the yeah. Stripe. Can you imagine how many travel points <laughs> I would have if that was the case? Um, but yeah, I mean, that was probably the hardest, the hardest part. And it's, I mean, it's hard. And like going home every day after working 12, 13 hours, manually entering the orders before the API existed, racking up the credit card, paying this, dealing with the the highs and the lows of running any business, let alone a business that works with so many different personalities, uh, and then go home and put your head on the pillow and, and not have given yourself a dollar that day. Right. So sure. that was that was definitely the hardest, the hardest part. But I made it through it and here we are now. So it was also a defining part. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Another, this is a comment from a Facebook group. There was a lot of comments into the comments, but um, is there anything to the effect of after 10 deliveries? Is there anything about any amount, but especially the number nine plus catering bags opens up doors? I'm going to be honest. I would have to like check on what that would do. I mean, that's what's going to give you like that $5,800 KFC order. Will having 10 delivery bags do something for you every day? No. Yeah. Yeah. Will it do something for you when this big order comes through and a client says, this is a VIP order. And we look in our driver's stat board, who has the ability to handle this? The largest order we ever delivered was 13,000 bucks in Dallas, Texas to bank of America uh, uh, it had a, a handful of drivers on it and it was all drivers with 10 plus 10 or more bags, um, had, you know, this is before Emerald elite as well. Had done a bunch of deliveries. Um, 
we reimbursed the driver for a U-Haul rental and they did it in the, I mean, the tip was in the thousands. Each driver walked with like four or 500 bucks in tip a pop. And they did that every week for four weeks. Um, so it, it will help. Will it be like instant gratification? No, but when it does pay off, it will pay off. Yeah. So I was going to say, so do you even get like then the Emerald drivers and stuff? Do they, do some of them have four delivery bags or catering bags, and then somebody else has a picture who's not on Emerald and has nine, they can handle the load, but the Emerald can't? Does it skip the Emerald and go to them? No, no. The Emerald would get a crack at that first if they're tagged correctly for that size order. Now, if you're an Emerald driver and you drive a smart car, you're not right. going to get you know that that sure. giant order. Um, so there's, there's some other factors that play into it. So um, but you know, it has a, a lot of variable there. Okay. Um, so, but there's nothing to, there's no like magic number when these, because I, again, we deal with this stuff all the time on social media. I'm sure you do too. Um, I just like to shoot down some of these, we could pick these things apart all day long, but at the same time, like, I think it's worth just kind of hitting on a couple to let people know which you already do know that a lot of social media isn't all truth guys. I mean, just know that. I mean, you should already know that, but <laughs> speaking of sort of the nine bags, we have sort of Kim, do we just email delivered our pictures when we have more bags? So they were uh, the record of how many we have. Yeah, you can, uh, you can email or you can even text into that support line and then they'll put that right into, uh, right into the driver engagement team. And then within typically a, a business day, one of the reps has updated the profile with that. And we just need the picture because a lot of people say like, I have 10 bags and they're, they're that DoorDash bag or something. We just need to make sure that they're actual like catering bags. And I know I mentioned it a few times. We have that new driver portal coming in the beginning of the year and you'll be able to update your images right there. And machine learning and AI will actually like evaluate the picture, determine if they're catering bags, how many are there, and then automatically update your profile. So it'll be done instantly so just an easier way to build that profile okay that's awesome okay for kim should we pull number number three do we have three Let's see what you're gonna get yes yeah, we do have three this is a pretty <laughs> decent one so we got card number three and it is a 32 inch amazon oh, fire smart tv damn Whoa. what <laughs> kim wow <laughs> Just like don't watch it while you're doing deliveries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not safe. That will. So Chris, I, got, I got a question. I got a question, Chris. No. <laughs> but, oh, um, I saw some other. Have we passed other questions too, David? If we wanted to throw uh, one more. Yeah, in. I have a couple. I have a couple more. So I thought we're sort of running up on time here. So let's throw a couple more of these here. So yeah, we have uh, four, four cards left. Yep. So we have sort of raised on Scrabble. So how difficult is it to change your assigned market? I travel a lot. So being able to take delivered opportunities when I'm in other markets for a few days would be a big bonus. Yeah, uh, that's super easy. We have uh, that text line, our 800 number. Uh, you can just text in there and be like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to be here from this day to this day. And the team can just type a couple things into a computer and then move move you over. We will have the availability by hopefully, uh, I'll say the end of the second quarter, our goal is the end of the first quarter, but to be able to manage your market and in the actual driver app itself. So, um, sure. but for now, it's just a, a text message away. Awesome, so raised on Scrabble, we're gonna pull for you number six, good luck. All right, this one's, this is a good one. Number six 
It is a Hover One self-balancing scooter. So like one of those hoverboards that you put your two feet on and like, you know, I would I would completely fall off and break my neck. But um, we got we got that for card number six. You can deliver in that. <laughs> one of your two catering bags on the side to keep balance. Yeah, just keep waiting. So you're... <laughs> Um, I think we also missed a hey ho one because he did ask a question. Yes, right? he, he did say sort of hey. He answered my question. Do I get a prize or did I miss it all? So what numbers yes. do we have left? Four, seven, and eight. We don't have. Well, we used. Okay, we used one and two. Okay, so let's give Tremaine four. What's a four? Okay, number four. Oh, four. Uh -oh. And a twenty-five dollar Sunoco gift card. Uh, same thing. He's, he's, he's in he's in Sacramento. I think they have them there as well. We'll see. Yeah. If they don't let us know, we'll find yeah. we'll find another one. Um uh so I have one over here, lucky number four. Let's go. So we had the one from Pedro here. So what is your company's main focus for 2024? Uh that is a great question. I just uh just finished putting together our presentation for our internal team uh for our end of year recap and leading into our 2024, uh, 2024 goals. A lot of it ties around communication, uh, being better at communicating with the drivers, looking for, you know, we're going to start doing hopefully some, some different newsletters, some town halls. We want to make sure people are more informed about things. We have the Emerald Club right now. Like we have internal, like the rankings, we do them quarterly. And it's very fluid because it's percentage-based and varies by market. Uh, so we want to be able to show, have a dashboard where you can see everything that we see, your stats, your on-time percentage, um, your um, response rate, how much money you've earned, uh, restaurants in the air, like the popular restaurants you picked up from, just the the same stuff that, that we look at. We want to communicate that out and be transparent with the drivers. Uh, internally, we want to communicate better as well with our employees and make sure that um, everybody has the right information to answer questions and be better. So uh, internal communication, external communication, and then new clients, right? Like not every client is the right client. We turned down a boatload of orders last quarter, but it was because those restaurants were sharing tips with the kitchen, right? So we're not just trying to find any order, right? Like not only is there drivers that are a good fit for DoorDash, you know, there's also clients that are a good fit for DoorDash because we just want those higher earning opportunities, those those businesses, those brands that are going to treat us like partners, because that's how we treat the drivers like partners. That's how we treat the clients to us as partners. So uh, communication and business development are, are kind of those big focuses there. So uh, and then doing a little bit more like we realize that um, catering is great. We're going to keep doubling down on catering, but we found some higher earning opportunities and some routed work that can work around catering and being able to provide like meaningful routes. So we want to be able to say, Hey driver, uh, instead of saying, here's one order, accept it. Here's three orders, accept these three orders. You'll make X amount of money, take all three or take none. And again, same thing. If they're not right for you, delete it, you know, or decline it. Um, but this way you can have more earnings, have a little bit fuller of a day and know that all at once and, and you know be better that way so long-winded or long-winded answer so no but i love that yeah uh, it's yeah so i'm gonna we have two more cards here we're gonna pull number seven for pedro and i'm gonna let you pick the last one steve so do i have a so, pick uh, it's we, just yeah we have no, no no so pedro will get number seven and you get to pick the last question for the last prize. 
Well, I saw I saw last number. I saw Gigwise had a bunch, didn't he? Yeah, we'll get Gigwise next, but we'll pull number seven for Pedro over here. Yeah, card seven for Pedro. Pedro, you better still be here. You got to be here. You got to respond. You're here. Five dollar Amazon gift card there. There you go. There we go. Okay. Someone's kid's going to be happy for Christmas, probably. And I know that you guys, there was a bunch of other questions too, but they've just been rolling in. I mean, like we probably have another 10, 15 to go. We just don't. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to go yeah, with I, I talked too much, so I took up all the time for questions with my, <laughs> my long-winded answers. So Pedro, you got, you got to at least say hi in the chat so we know you're still here, though. So Gigwise. So Gigwise <laughs> goes, I want the delivered vest. Give that away, lol. <laughs> he just holding, took... Yeah, I'll keep holding out for the new car, lol. He did. I was going to make that joke. I was just going to rip the card up and say, it doesn't matter what's on the back of this card. Okay. Just... Okay. Let's do that. He wants the delivered vest. Let's give it away. He can trade out the end of it. So I well, might let's, let's make a deal. You could hold eight up and say, do you want it? Oh, or do, do you, you want, want the, the back of the card or the vest? And we're going to reveal the card either way. So, right. Good guys. Do you want the card or the vest? Right. <laughs> TikTok, buddy, you got it. You got it. You got to pick. Ah, he goes back at the card. Okay. okay. You know, we did. We did have one card with zero, right? You know that with nothing on it. So, <laughs> what's that game where it's like the for the briefcase, like where you like? Uh, oh yeah, exactly the, yeah. Let's do. make a deal. Let's make a deal, right? So luckily we made a deal. So we're going. We're going. The last is number eight. So let's pull number eight. That is the big one, oh. and. Ironically, thank goodness he did not pick the vest because he just won a PlayStation Woo! 5. <laughs> Those were some good gifts, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know what no zonk means, but I'm I'm guessing no zonk is good. I yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Wait here, holy <laughs> you still want the yeah. vest? <laughs> right. I'll trade you for the vest. I'll I'll uh I'll I'll keep the PlayStation Five. I'll send you I'll send you a vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were all great. There were some really good. I mean, the TV, the Bluetooth, the hoverboard. I tried to I, I tried to mix it up and pick some pick some cool stuff. So we also okay. do have like on on the delivered platform every week. There's a couple conditions for it. It was emailed out, but we're giving away a PlayStation Five. Uh, every week for the first four weeks in December. So we picked a driver uh, just randomly on any order. Um, and most of the orders, 40% of the orders have that lower or 60% of the orders have the lower earning, right? So uh, those are typically the ones you took that 20 buck order, but that driver, one of those drivers just won a PlayStation 5 as well. We'll give three more of those away to drivers as well on the platform. And we try and do something like that, you know, every month, you know, give or take as well. All right, so we could keep Chris here for hours, you guys. I have, I have, we have tons of things we could, we could go through and answer. I guess one last thing before I walk us out of here, though, is that because this has been brought up a lot, so I just would like to either dismiss it or get some because I think I heard you alluding to it, so it's probably a perfect thing to end on tips. Um, I know some drivers who said that's never happened to them, but they've heard about it or they've even seen screenshots in the app. What is the reason ever that a tip might go down? after an order is complete? So there's a couple different reasons why. One, the customer changes their order. So customer ordered $300 worth of food. They chose a 10% tip. They modified the order. They got $25 or $250 worth of food. The tip becomes 25 bucks because it's rolling on that 
Um, and that that can happen. That's why we call it a projected earning. Right. While tip changes are minimal, they do happen. We did have a period of time with a client who finalized the orders at 9 a.m. the day of the order because it was individual office meals and they would project what the order would be. And then the tip is a percentage base of that order by default for this client. But then they would say the order is going to be 800 bucks. And then when the customer finalizes the order, it was 200 bucks. So that tip was dropping drastically. So we worked with that client to do two things. One, be better at your predictions. And two, meet us halfway. So if the tip does drop, you'll never see it go lower. But if it goes higher, because that could happen as well, they predict it's going to be 200 bucks and it becomes $400, your tip will, your tip will go up. So we, we do have that. We also have things in place a lot of times, like there's so many things that we do on the back that like we just we just don't broadcast it because it's kind of the right thing to do. A driver could deliver an order and the, the salmon was missing. The customer calls and says, take the tip off the order. Well, it wasn't the driver's fault. We get a modification after the order has been completed, removing the tip. We don't do that. Our API blocks any modification after completion where the tip would lower because it's not fair. The other piece could be the base fee would change, right? Our base fee is based upon a subtotal. So you get an order and it's oh, it's $1,001 that has a higher base fee on it. The order changes, it drops under 1000 bucks, your base fee drops. Yeah. You know, so that's how that's how I was those... wondering if any part of it was the kitchen too. I've I've worked a lot in restaurants seen but uh, cooks getting tipped out and there was a little confusion. So I was wondering if any part of that was that too, like some miscommunications and yeah, I mean, if that was the case, then we like if that was what a partner said to us, then we would drop the partner because it's okay. Like we're not sharing tips, you know, tips with that kitchen. Yeah, there's all kinds of like, you know, there's always going to be like the naysayers. Like I heard somebody or like yep. this one random thing happened, or the customer told me they tipped fifty bucks, but there was only twenty bucks. Yeah, they probably said that because they because because you're face to face with them now right. and they don't they want to say no i didn't tip you right um <laughs> we are working on a program too with like a third party independent auditor and what we're going to do is link them into our orders api which is where all of our orders flow into and then we're going to link them into our payments api like uninterrupted before the order comes to us and after the, the after the payment leaves and there'll be an independent, like a, a, a finance, they do financial stuff and reconciliations. There's a couple of people we're talking to, but they will certify that whatever tip we receive is what we've paid out That's huge. because That's it's not, it's not our money. And like, not to sound like snobbish, right. But like, we don't need to steal tips to be profitable, right. I don't need to profit off the backbone of like the hard work of this driver. Like we've built a, a model that is profitable for us without touching that. I mean, that's, that's how I think a lot of it goes. I mean, even the best of apps have some offers I'm not real fond of. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, and then you learn to dissect these a little bit. I know that we are out of time. Um, I'm going to put this up because, Chris, if you do want to address this, I think this is a great way to walk out of here because I think this is something that helps your company and something that a lot of veteran good drivers, like a lot of us in here, don't mind doing. We just wouldn't know how to do that. 
Yeah, no, it's a great question. It's something we get a lot. Um, and there's uh, marketing at deliver.io. Uh, you can reach out there. Um, the easiest way, a lot of stuff, um, you can ask a, a restaurant brand if you're taking an easy cater order and they're happy with you. There's two ways. One, you can promote yourself and two, you can promote the business. The restaurant can say make, deliver their preferred restaurant. So as opposed to getting split between multiple delivery providers, it could get sent directly to them. The other piece if the, if the restaurant's happy with you, you can ask them to ask to be a preferred driver. So we can mark you if you know this restaurant does a lot of business or they typically have higher orders. Uh, we can mark you in the system as a preferred driver. So when an order comes in for that pickup address, you're one of the first ones to get, you know, an offer from there because that that brand has asked for you. So um, that's a couple a couple different ways there. We have some one sheets that we can send out. It's really hard. Like a, a piece to our success was that we partnered with EasyCater early on. So instead of having to go and sell one restaurant, we were able to integrate with EasyCater and have access to thousands. Right. So right. Um, we don't have like a small a small salesperson. We just have, um, you know, we just have that like that driver fleet out there and that present. And we go for these bigger, you know, the integrations, the EasyCaters, the Olos, you know, the other aggregators and such. Sure. Um. Well, thank you, Chris. I mean, like, you know, uh, David, I think we should add Chris to the panel every week because he brings <laughs> Christmas every week. <laughs> My CFO might get pissed. <laughs> no, but we'd love to have you back. I think, uh, you know, especially as exciting stuff coming the new year, more and more people who watch this will deliver more and more delivered. So if you come back, we'd love to have you. So. Yeah. Always, always around, guys. Except so th thank you, Chris. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, people, for watching on the replay or listening on the audio podcast. We've got things going on everywhere now. Um, so check out uh, Gig App by uh, Gig App Podcast by Para. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it. It's starting to distribute onto all of them now, um, as well as right here. And uh, you guys, check out the Para app, too. Um, I've been playing with Pulse a lot lately. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff to be seen in Pulse. So I know some it's still tricky. I know there's still juggling going on. Just Chris can Chris can relate. There's always little issues when you're adding new things. And so yeah, there's some little hiccups, but I'm seeing it working pretty fluently now. And uh it's it's a tool that you know I knew would be good. Now looking at it, I'm I'm I I want to get more people on it because I can see what a benefit this would be to everybody. But until next Thursday, you guys, we'll be back here. Um be safe, earn smart. And we will see you back here next week. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, David. Talk to you guys.